How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, my co-host, Noel Teal, to my right. I'm here. Week six of the NFL is here. God, we're moving. We're, we're shaking. Moving along. Uh, we also... We have no game tonight. No game tonight. That really sucks. Or, actually, when you hear this, no game last well, night. no game last night. So yeah. we can't even we can't even do our, our famous line where, if, where we predict the Thursday night... I'm going to be right today. Outbreaks. We can't be wrong, at least. I'm 100% right. That's good. Uh, we also have to talk about uh, some NBA news. Uh, the Clippers have a new coach. They do. Even though the season's over, yep. they are trying to improve their team to actually play the Lakers next year in the Western Conference Final. Let's see if that can happen. COVID outbreaks in college football yep. are ruining some teams right now. They're ruining my Saturday. Ruin- yeah, that's for sure. I mean, some... No Florida, no Florida LSU. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, that's it's no not Alabama happen. probably with Nick Saban getting COVID. Yeah, that's that's another big one. It it really, you know, there's been some teams that have have gotten off to rough starts, but it was doing pretty good to start, and now just it's starting to get a, li- a little bad. As well as in the NFL today, we had another team that sort of had an, another outbreak, another po- uh, positive test, but uh, it's looking okay over there. We got uh, we got we got. Almost, we're looking like sweeps in the NL and AL uh, CSs, but teams coming back and showing up finally. finally. And we got Le'Veon Bell news because right. you know we got to talk about he Le'Veon is, Bell. He's signed. He's signed. We we're gonna talk about all this today. Let's run it. Let's start, as always, with our news, our rumors, and our headlines from the week in sports. We got a lot. And let's just start off right with the news of the hour as we're recording this with with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has signed a deal with the Chiefs. Well, can we first talk about Le'Veon Bell getting cut by the Jets? I mean, is this one of the most ridiculous situations where a running back signs a 50-something million dollar deal... And after a year and six weeks, they get rid of him? I mean, just... And there were no takers for a trade. None. I mean, why? Two years ago, this was the best running back in the league. He has the highest cap hit in in the entire NFL for running backs. And just... And he's the... the, Wait, here, I got to give you a good good stat that I read this Mm -hmm. morning. He's the third worst producing starting running back in the last year and six weeks. It's, It's been nothing but bad. It's... It's really the stats that are just very disappointing. He's been injured, which have killed his ability to produce some some full season stats. But just the he hasn't he didn't rush for a hundred yards in a single game with the Jets. Insane. I mean, had I, I believe it was four tw- or never had a twenty plus run <laughs> rushing attempt in two hundred sixty attempts. Now was it the Jets who just didn't use him right, or did he just get his money and say screw it? I, I think I don't think it's got his money and said screw it, but I think it's a little both of, of Adam Gase and the Jets not putting any foundation into the offensive line and and I don't know how Adam Gase is still head coach yeah. to this date. 
Well, and bringing on Frank Gore, his favorite guy, you know, the coach's favorite guy, and saying, "Well, we're going to put another, you know, yeah, running but, back." But that's great. But but at the same time, Frank Gore is not producing anything as well. It's true. It's just the the offense, the way they they never utilized him, and then it almost felt like he didn't, you know, he obviously didn't want to be there after, for some reason, signing there, which I didn't understand in the first place. Yeah, I didn't understand the signing either. Uh, so he's out of there. He goes to the Chiefs, and you know he's doing a little ring hunting, and that's great for him. But I I wanted to get into some some specifics with, with when it comes to fantasy because as as we all know, uh, Clyde edwards hilaire the rookie running back who got off to a hot start, has kind of been cooling off since. Yep. But Darrell Williams is whatever. Right. But now now he comes in, and is Le'Veon Bell going to? take half the snaps is Le'Veon Bell going to become the starter is Le'Veon Bell not going to do anything like it's you know what my prediction is Mm -hmm. he's going to be a superstar because that is the (laughs) curse of the Jets yeah like he's going to go to Kansas City and be the the old Le'Veon Bell right I mean I mean I'd love to sit up here and tell uh uh, CEH fantasy owners that you don't have to worry. Everything's going to be okay. And, and you should I be worried. Yeah, I'm I, myself in, in a league and I'm, I'm worried about him. You should be worried. Um, I, I just, it, it would help. It would help me if Clyde Edwards Hilaire week one was replicating the same points he has been. Sure. But the carries have been down, the touchdowns have been down, the catches have been down since week one. Is and it, now you add Le'Veon Bell, it, it doesn't sit well. Is it fair to say that my preseason prediction of Clyde Edwards Hilaire winning rookie of the year offense offensive rookie of the year is now gone. Yeah, you bragged about that a little I bit. I did because after week one I looked like a god darn and, and, genius. And CeeDee Lamb and Justin <laughs> Herbert and Burrow and uh Justin Jefferson are, are I got no chance destroying that race right now. I got now. no chance. Uh but yeah but but Le'Veon Bell it, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously he probably won't play this week, but next week we will just have to wait and see and you know, you get another week with with Clyde Edwards-Helaire with just being that that sole running back on the team. But the following week, it'll be something to look for. I'd be and, worried. I'd be worried. Yeah, I, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not. It's not sitting well. That's all, right. all I'm gonna say. In the second craziest news of the day, uh, Tyron Lue hired as the Clippers head coach. Why? Why? I I I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I think that I'm. I, I don't really I don't understand it completely. I think that there's probably better options out there, but they went internally because he was the assistant head coach this this past year, and they, you know they hired Chauncey Billups as the assistant, mm-hmm. so you get kind of another good assistant light. with him. Players, players yeah, light. right. I look, I'm look. I'm not a fan because Tyron Lue. Obviously carried by LeBron in the when the Cavs won the the finals, and and after LeBron left, he was fired halfway through the season. Right. Uh, so, I I I'm a little shocked by it. I wasn't expecting. I thought that there was some other guys out there that that I would have really rather went with if if I were the Clippers. But they had they decided to go internally, and they saw something that they liked. In, and they in signed him to a five year deal. Like right. I, mean, I, I I don't know. I was. I was a little shocked. You know, 
he had a 607 winning percentage in mm-hmm. Cleveland, but like you said, I mean, he had LeBron. Right. Right? And then as soon as LeBron headed out of town, Tyrone Lu- could not win. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't win with Kevin Love and Tristan Thomas and everybody Thompson and everybody else that was left there. So, I don't know. I I always found Tyrone Lue to be a okay coach, mm-hmm. but to think that he was the best that the Clippers had, I, I have to believe that the players liked him a lot. Yeah, and we're. I'm sure Kawhi Leonard vote, went in there, him. and and he liked it a lot, and that was probably a big driving factor. Yep. I I still liked. Uh, I don't know what I haven't heard anything on Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. Nate McMillan, I thought was such a great coach, and as a Magic fan, I wanted this guy to be the Magic head coach for a while now, and he got fired from the uh, from the Pacers mm-hmm. head coaching job, and no news from him. I don't know what what is up with with people or the the, the uh, front offices and not wanting to hire him but I thought he was a great coach and did a great job in Indiana mm-hmm. and they went with Tyron Lue so we will have to see how it plays out yeah. obviously if if they can get past the Lakers next year then that was we, the best that was the ever. best signing that that they could have <laughs> uh let's go to the co- uh, college football some outbreaks we briefly discussed but we have Nick Saban in Alabama also the AD testing positive uh but they're still gonna play I believe they're going to, yeah. yeah I think they said Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator, would step up and be the head coach this mm-hmm. week. Because they play uh, th- number three, Georgia, in what is the marquee matchup yeah, of the that's, weekend. Yeah, that's the game of the yeah. of the year right now. So, I mean, luckily Nick Saban said he has no symptoms, so he could just sit at home and watch it with mm-hmm. a nice, you know, cocktail. Yeah. And, and good thing that they didn't spread it to other players, uh, unlike Florida did. Oh, God. What a disaster. And Florida had... A bunch of people that were, you know, they spread it. They they had to cancel the game versus LSU. I'm not as as it being rescheduled. I'm not sure if they're. I'm gonna assume that they're gonna have to. Yeah, I would think that, especially. Well, again, Florida lost, so and LSU is pretty much out of the comp, out of the chance of doing anything. Yeah, so yeah it might but, not be. But it was but kind it, of it was kind of funny how Dan Mullen, the coach of Florida, was basically double downing on his desire to pack the stadium. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden half his team gets goes, COVID. And then he goes, <laughs> maybe a bad idea. Yeah, I didn't knock on wood when I when I said that one. Yeah, but and you, you know what we're not talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, Ole Miss has played really well this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, they've been hanging tough. I totally forgot Lane Kiffin is the new coach of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, so the SEC has some great coaches, like between. Jumbo Fisher at Texas A&M and Dan Mullen at Florida and obviously Ogeron at LSU and Saban at Alabama. But just, I mean, they are just the cream of the crop of coaches. Yeah, yeah it, you know, right now, I think that, that Alabama and Clemson are, are the favorites as of now. There's nothing that, showed, that has shown me different. But Georgia, with an upset this week, will completely shock me because watching... Why? Watching watching them so far, yeah, has not impressed me a lot. They, they did in the second half of that Tennessee in, in game. the second half of the Tennessee game, but offensively not no, anything but, that I've seen great. But Georgia hasn't been good offensively in years, mm-hmm. you know. But that defense is one of the best in the country. Yeah, and this Alabama team, while uh, Najee Harris is a beast, and and they obviously have a really good quarterback and. They, they brought back some really strong wide receivers that probably could have went in the first round also last year. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're you're looking at a team in Georgia that mm-hmm. absolutely can hang with this Alabama team. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. They just need to get off to a better start. The starts that Georgia have had in these games 
I mean, they look horrific in the first halves, and then they are absolutely dominant in the second halves of these games. So I, I don't know. I just think that you know, the same thing happened with Auburn. Same thing happened with Arkansas. Arkansas was winning that game at right, some point, exactly. And then they lost thirty-seven. You know, Georgia won thirty-seven ten. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just really think uh, Georgia, if they could get off and stay strong early, they could absolutely win this game. All right. Well, it will be a great matchup. Hopefully, they actually play the game this yeah, week. Yeah, I hope so too. That would be uh, that'll be a great matchup. Prime time, eight o'clock. But I, it'll be interesting to see if anybody on Georgia can stop Waddle. I mean, that guy on the, the wide receiver oh, he's, is he's, he's, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He him, 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 and Harris are two first round draft picks for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna take a short break. Uh, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we're gonna come back. As always, we're gonna uh, discuss the matchups. For week six of the NFL, and we're going to play a game. We're going to tell you who, if we're buying or we're selling a player through six weeks or through five weeks of the fantasy football season. All right, and we're back uh, from our break. We are going to get into the matchups as always on our preview shows of the week. But we're going to start, we're going to play a quick game, and we're going to call it buy or sell. And we're going to give you a few names. We're going to toss out some names to each other. And we'll give our opinions on if we're buying or if we're selling five weeks into the fantasy football season. Hit me. I want to start with the breakout player of the week, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool. Oh, oh, this is the simplest thing you've ever asked me. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive buyer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not only a massive buyer because in all three of my major money leagues, I picked them up this week. I was number one wire pick or number one uh, fab picker, and I got them on all three of my teams. I am telling you... He is a wide receiver one talent for the ages, and he is breaking out, and it's only starting. Now, he is not going to get 40 points every week. He is not going to have four touchdowns every week, but he will be the Juju Smith-Schuster of two years ago for the rest of the way out. So I think it's it's kind of difficult because I think you're seeing a, a situation that is is becoming common throughout the NFL with these teams that have wide receiver cores of three or more players Mm -hmm. and it's getting it's getting very tough in in when it comes to fantasy football when you have so many great wide receivers it is unpredictable who's going off true each week so but i'm putting my money on him week in week out so when and and with the the in the 40 point game definitely showed that he can do it and and like you said 40 points not gonna be every week not ever it might not happen again but Red zone wise, if he can get four in one game, give me a, a touchdown at least every game with a couple catches here, 70 yards there, and that's an easy 15 point game. And that's what I believe you're going to get to with Claypool for the rest of the year. And, and I, I like him as a buy. I will tell you, I think he will average over 20 points for the rest of the year out. All right. Per game. And yeah, I, I'm. It's, it's a stretch, but I, you know, I picked him up in, in leagues. That's as half well. of what he did last week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, I got a name for you. Mm-hmm. Travis Fulgham. Fulgham. Travis Fulgham, I am I am selling on. Because I the last two weeks, the production has been there. The 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 catches have been there. But the Eagles offense, it's for them to win games, I believe it's gotta change. I believe Ertz has to get more involved. I believe they gotta they gotta get, they're gonna get Deshaun Jackson back, Alshon Jeffrey back, Jalen Rager will be back. And Fulgham wasn't even you know, this guy was a practice squad guy before these guys got hurt. And and 
yes, he's been he's been pretty damn dominant the last two weeks. Yep. But I, I, I am, I'm not buying in. I, I would sell on Fulgham. He actually in a couple leagues didn't even get picked up, which I was surprised about. I was you know thinking like, oh, one dollar on my waiver wire pickups, might as well you know put him on my bench. But I, I didn't even do that. I, I'm I'm staying nowhere near. Fulgham, I, I have I have better options on, on on most of my benches, and I just don't feel the need to to pick him up for maybe another yep. week, and then guys come back and and he goes right back down the, to- the depth chart. Totally agree with you. I I think two other reasons. Number one, the Eagles' schedule down the stretch is brutal. Oh, very. It's brutal. It mm-hmm. starts with the Ravens this week, and it just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. So that, and I totally agree with you. Um, there are other players coming back, and I just don't trust Carson Wentz. So, uh, how about Alexander Mattinson? So, he's a phenomenal running back and would be probably RB one on seventeen other teams, uh-huh. you know. But Dalvin Cook injured his, you know, like his groin or his hip. Or he's not going to be out that long. Mm-hmm. So for this week, I love Madison. Am I buying him be, and putting all my Fab money in, or am I trading for him? Absolutely not. Dalvin Cook is the number one running back on a team. Dalvin Cook will be back in two weeks, and Alexander Madison will go back to being a nice backup, you know, option. You know, it's really interesting uh, to see because in a lot of my leagues, he wasn't on a team, which which I found very interesting going into the season with Dalvin Cook's injury history that he was not on a you know team as a handcuff. Mm-hmm. So. For the week, with all the running back injuries, which has been the story of the year, mm-hmm. he's a must-buy for this week. This the week. dude is a beast. This week, sure. He's a beast. Yes. I mean, you saw you saw it last week when he runs like Dalvin Cook. He runs he runs east-west, and then he changes right to nor- north-south and runs people over. And they want to run the football, in, and they're playing the, the, the Falcons, for, for God's sakes. I mean... He's a must-start this week, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's going to have the production for the entire rest of the year that people think he's going to get based on last week. I, I I would have to disagree with that. I think the production is there this week, but I'm with you on the fact that they have this week, and then they're on a bye. So you're getting him for this week, and then you can't play him the next week, and then Dalvin Cook should be back. He is there for the handcuff yep. with the injury history, but... It is going to—I love him for this week. For the long term, not so much. Yep. I'm with you with that one. Yep. All right. My next one is—I'm going to go a different route, not hot. Actually, extraordinarily cold. Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm, I mentioned him with, with Fulgham, and I'm, I'm buying him. I'm, I'm, if you're struggling at tight end position and, and you see someone with Ertz, and Ertz is—has Ertz even scored 10 points this year? I don't think so. It's— it is crazy. He's having the worst season he's had in and you would, forever. You would think that top four wide receivers for for the Eagles have been out. Yeah, he this should get dude in. would be going bonkers. At least every ten targets. You would think he'd have ten targets a week. Did he? Ha- did he have a catch last week? Not one. He had one catch. One catch. One I don't, catch. I don't like understand. Three yards. I don't understand why it's, if it's really he had, possible. He had one catch for three yards last week. He's had the first week. He had ten. Second week he had nine points. Third week he had fourteen, and the last weeks he's had six and one. And yeah, this, and this is not, an all-pro tight end. It's not promising. And Dallas Goddard is out, so it's not even like he's sharing the right. catches. It's not promising, but there has been there there has been pr- plenty of 
of disappointing tight ends this week. We went into the season with a bunch of depth at tight end, but the Austin Hoopers and the Hayden Hurst, the lower end guys that you might have snagged, have just not produced. Nope. And when you see a guy on Ertz that has the ability to be a top three, top three tight end in fantasy, I'm going in, I'm buying him all the way. It shouldn't take much to get him the way he's been producing. Trade your your, your bench tight end and 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 throw in a, a, a wide receiver, and you should be able to get him. And I would I would give it a week or two. Maybe the addition with the wide receivers coming back helps Ertz with getting some some guys off of him. So you want to trade for him? I'll give you a good deal. I'll trade for him. You will? Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. talk after the show. All right. By the way, you're having a really bad hair day. I know I am. <laughs> Just I need a I need a haircut. Too bad we're not on camera. He's, AJ's got great hair, but today it's it's not, not flowing. Not so much. Not flowing. All uh, right. Last one. How how about you know I'll throw this one in Mike Williams. Ooh, I and, love and Mike Williams. He's on a bye this week, which really, you know, kind of kills his stuff. But did, in, you, did you see when Keenan Allen went down that Justin Herbert threw, threw to Mike Williams almost every down? So Mike Williams has had a, a, a history of being hurt yes. and being the second wide receiver behind Keenan Allen, yep. which has hurt his fantasy stock tremendously. Totally. So when you take out injury and Keenan Allen, what happens to Mike Williams? He goes off because the dude is an athletic freak yes and he, he he can go up and get any pass herbert you know he had to do what he had to do and and with with keenan allen out threw the ball up to this to, to mike williams literally every play yep. and i i snagged him in a league he was on waivers and and no one put in a bid to him because he's on a, a bye week this week and everyone said you know i i don't want him to sit on my bench for a week i can take the i can take the week i got guys a wide receiver Give me, give me Williams for for that you know bench position. Maybe Keenan Allen. There's been not a huge word because they're in the bye week on his the length of the injury. But if Keenan Allen could be out a few weeks, this is a very intriguing new target for Herbert. So I'm selling the idea, and okay. I'm selling the idea because Mike Williams has screwed me year in year out. We might need, every we, time I get on the Mike Williams bandwagon. Mike Williams gets hurt. We might need to, we might need to get you a sign that's like anti-Mike Williams club because yes. you hate this dude. I, no, I love the talent. Yeah. I hate the fantasy football player. He's one of my favorite players. I think he's phenomenal. Right. Every I'm time he, fantasy-wise. Every you, time the guy not, jumps up in the air. disagree with this, the he, statement of getting this Totally. Guy he, he's like a highlight film. But he has screwed me time and time again and I will not, I promise you, not do it again. I'm not falling for it again. <laughs> All right? Now, he's a guy who literally, this week he what? He went 5 for 109 and two touchdowns with eight targets. The week before, he had one target, one catch for 17 yards. That's Mike Williams. He's the great deep ball, the 20-yard uh, 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 catch kind of guy. But I am not buying it, and I'm not and I'm not picking him up. Look, I... I not doing it! Look at look at Keenan Allen's injuries. I Keep don't up care. with, injury, with the injury, care. and I'm telling you, he's... They got to throw to someone, they and, do. and they've been throwing the ball pretty much every down. Trust Herbert's me. going crazy. If you own Mike Williams out there, you're thanking God Noel's not picking him up. Because <laughs> if I picked him up, it would be the end of your season. Enough horsing around. Okay. Enough games. Let's talk the picks. Let's talk picks and give you our starts and sits for the week. We're going we're gonna to go pretty quick through these okay. to, to uh, get through all of these. Hit me. Texans, Titans. There's actually no Thursday night game, like we said. Correct. So this is Sunday at 1. Texans, Titans. Yep. Who do you like? Uh, love. Love the way the Titans are playing. I, it Ryan, was impressive. Ryan Tannehill is playing great. 
Derrick Henry is beyond a monster. Jonu Smith is the tight end that everybody should be talking about. Mm. A.J. Brown finally showed up this past week, and the defense plays well. There is no chance the Texans win this game. Yeah, Derrick Henry is... Whenever I watch Derrick Henry... I am putting way, my... Would you, put in front, would you put your body in front of him? Oh, no. No, no way. When when he runs the ball, it is just... It's violent. It's it, I, I'm scared for the other team. It, it's, it's violent. How this dude doesn't have 400 yards rushing every game, I don't know. But, man, oh, man, is is he just an animal out there? I'll take the Titans as well over the Texans. My must-start is it's going right back to A.J. Green. I hopped on the Corey Davis bandwagon. Corey Davis produced while he was out, but now A.J. AJ Brown's back. He is Tannehill's favorite target by far. Yeah, he's, He gets placed right back into, into the wide receiver two uh, uh, slot. Yeah, the only thing that I'm worried about on the uh, Texan side is, you know, last week was the breakout week for Brandon Cooks that hasn't happened mm-hmm. in the previous five weeks, right? Um, Stephon Diggs went off on the Tennessee, uh, that one side, one defensive back that couldn't cover him. So, you know, Cooks could be another, could have another good week. Uh, Bengals, Colts. Uh, Burrow is just not lucky with the scheduling. No. Goes up against probably the uh, second or, or first or second best defense in the league, and now he has to play the first or second best defense in the league again depending on how you want to rank the Colts and the Ravens so far this year yeah I mean the Colts defense last week was not as good lost to the Browns but Th- their defense hasn't been as good with Darius Leonard out you right know? so the last two weeks with Leonard out which also killed me because he's my defensive player on one of my leagues is is not the same that guy in the middle is the glue mm-hmm. and you know so I don't I I'm calling for the outright upset. Now that they, I'm calling for the upset. Now that the Bengals just, it, it's something. Something's not clicking with, with the offense. AJ Green. The only Green, thing that's not clicking is AJ Green. And then Mixon had an off game. This yeah, Mixon. Mixon had one game, and then the rest of the year he's just been the, kind of the player below to, average. The player to ride right now because he feels a tremendous connection with Burrow is T Higgins. Mm-hmm. He throws the ball to T Higgins a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think T. Higgins could be a breakout star in this league. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the connection I'm looking for. I think Mixon gets back on track. I don't know. I like I like Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati in the upset. Yeah, I mean, this team's going to run all over Cincy. Cincy's defense is pretty poor. They, they ain't going to throw on him because Phillip Rivers still sucks. No, he's, he's, he's still terrible. But in terms of rushing, I mean, Jonathan Taylor should have a bounce back week. I thought he would do more last week against the Browns. But, you know... A, a better matchup this week, and he should have another would, easy hundred yards. Would game. you lay seven and a half points with the Colts? Yeah, I would. You would? No. Chance. I think I think it's a it's a pretty easy double digit win for them. Ooh. The Bengals are just they're not they struggled to, to score a point last week, and and now you're playing a equally as good defense, All and right. I think that it the same the similar a similar score is shown. Okay. Falcons Vikings. The one and nine combined record. The one and nine combined record. But first, we 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 said we we're gonna cover some COVID news, mm. and this this game looks like it's gonna be played. But this morning, the Falcons had a well. First, it was reported as four players, and then that got scratched because it was a false report, and then it turned into one uh, front office member. So they- it was a little scare that they wouldn't play, but now I think that. We should be okay. Then the game should be on. Besides the Jets, are the Falcons the most just 
I'm trying to think of the right word. The most pathetic franchise right now in the oh, NFL. Just terrible. I mean, them and the Jets should like just compete, quit the year. Compete for the loser or just, award, or just quit the year and come back next year. That's. I think they were trying to quit for the year <laughs> and they couldn't do it. Well, now they, they have Raheem Morris to, to to get him, you know, pumped up for the game. I'm taking the Vikings. Lay a billion points. You could lay. You could certainly lay the four and a half. I like the Vikings in a big way. Mm. I'll take the Vikings as well. And and like I like we just talked about for the week, Madison is gonna yes go bonker butts berserk with with cookout. He should have a big day against Atlanta, who has just defensively they've injuries galore and have struggled to stop teams on the run and the pass. So, I mean, Thielen with his two touchdowns last week. He is the go-to target. No matter what, Jefferson is the deep guy. He is the touchdown guy. He's the red zone guy. He's always a great wide receiver start. But I'm, I'm riding Madison this week. And, I mean, it's Calvin Ridley. Obviously, he's a must-start. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this guy's having a monster year. He's going to have another monster game. Because, you know, the one thing the Vikings can't do is is protect against the, or can't cover the uh, the wide receivers. So. Right, they, they should. Both sides should have a. It should be a big fantasy football mm. game for a lot of people in this game. Yeah, uh, Broncos Patriots moved to one o'clock after being postponed last week because of uh, some COVID stuff. There, Cam Newton's back. He will be starting on Sunday, and that's good enough for me to confidently take New England, and I'll take them with the spread of of ten, and and I'll take that easily. There's. N- but Drew Locke is back. Drew too. Locke also back for the Broncos. That helps a lot. But yeah, and, so, and I think Melvin Gordon's playing. I think he's playing because he's uh, appealing the suspension or, or, or the suspension. Right, being knowing or, knowing the the no knowing uh, what the NFL has done in the past, he'll play this game and then he'll be suspended, suspended for two or three yeah, weeks. Exactly. Yeah, I I will. I don't think the Broncos are going to win, but I'll take the ten points yeah. for sure. If Drew Locke is back, he'll keep this game close. All right. Uh, I I like I like Edelman this week. Mm. I think that he has had he started good. He was you know he had the game against Seattle where he went crazy at his his career high day with with Newton throwing to him. Newton's back, and I see that that you know replicating against again this week uh, against the Broncos. I really do. My 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 stardom for sure would be Damian Harris, mm-hmm. right? Look, he is Derrick Henry two and they're finally giving him the ball and giving him a chance, and he should run all over Denver. Mm. Yeah, I like you. I can't, you can't. I think I don't think you can go wrong. The with sad that. part is I picked him up in waivers, and I have no spot for him to start. I have no place to start him. My team is so good. It's a good problem. Yeah, I know. But that team is so good that I have that I can't find a starting spot for him. Well, I know. You, you're all the fancy listeners out there that are starting uh, Frank Gore this week are really crying right now I'm sure and asking are. for you to uh well if you spread want spread the love so i need a quarterback because uh because <laughs> uh, drew Brees is on a bye so if you'd like to trade me a quarterback for uh damon harris hook me up call me uh let's go to oh just another oh my god, god are we starting with the bad matchups yeah uh the washington football team against the new york giants another one in nine combined matchup can I can I start it with this? Yes. Who cares? Nobody. I don't I don't really care. The only person who cares is the Giants fan that's hoping they stay in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I mean, give me give me the Giants, I guess. I'm taking the Giants too. I, the Giants played well against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Washington's a mess. Mm-hmm. They're going back to Kyle Allen, you know? I mean, it, it's a mess. 
it, it is a mess. mess. But this game is this game is not even on my radar. Yeah. I don't care. And I mean, the only person that cares is if they have Darius Slayton or they have uh, McLaurin. Exactly. And other than that, no one cares. And it's not really great matchups for either. If no. you're being honest, yeah. Uh, Ravens Eagles. So Eagles continue their stretch of difficult first place schedule. Yes. So. Baltimore's favorite seven and a half on the road, mm-hmm. just to give you an idea. Um, I wasn't impressed with the Ravens last week, honestly, even though they, you know, they won relatively easily, but they just didn't look good. Yeah. And and Mark Ingram is non-existent. Lamar doesn't look great. And again, go figure. Noel picks Lamar in two of his three leagues to be his quarterback this year with his first round pick, and, and Lamar effing sucks. You know, so I I think Baltimore wins this game. Mm. I'm not sure they cover seven and a half. I mean, the Eagles will, hold, will, will play them pretty tight. We'll probably stay within a, a you know a seven point spread. But I do believe the Baltimore Ravens will win this game. Yeah, the Ravens will win. Will win the game. I just with Philly the like like we were talking about earlier with with Fulgham and the injuries. It's just a mess right now. And and the only person that I am buying and I'm trying to get on my team this week is Ertz. I'm really trying to get Ertz. I think the Ravens have. We can make. Oh no, we can't make this happen. We play each other this week. Oh no, tr- that hey number one, unwritten rules of fantasy. You cannot trade with the person you play. Yeah, well, yeah, the week. duh. No, I'm just saying. But I will gladly trade him to you next week. All right, we'll, we'll talk next week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that Ertz is very is very intriguing. He's on my radar in multiple leagues. I I think that you should do whatever it takes to get this guy without giving up. You know too much but if you're if you're in need of a of a tight end i know there's some buys this week disley's on a buy jared cook's on a buy waller's on a buy there's some guys on buys so if you're trying to get uh a, a tight end I'm, I'm going Ertz, and he's my start for this game my uh sleeper if, if you want to call it a sleeper is i think hollywood brown marquise brown is going to have a monster game this week. If Chase Claypool could have four touchdowns, can you tell Marquise Brown to have, have four? If if the game plan is not chuck the ball up to Marquise Brown down the sh- seam, then Hartbarth should be fired. Right. I mean, there's this guy is literally like the third fastest guy in the league behind Hardman and, and Hill. Yep. Throw the ball deep. Darius Slay is old and, and slow. Yep. Throw it down the field. Yep. Uh, Brown Steelers in what's Great probably match. the best game of the week. That or the Chills, uh, the Chiefs Bills, but we'll get there. Right, but uh, on, on Sunday, I mean, the Browns at four and one, and the Steelers at four and zero. Oh, the Browns have just ran the football over people, yep. and the Steelers are just doing it on both ends. That that's what they're doing. I will go with the Steelers because I think they're the more complete team. I said it last week. I think the offense when James Connor is playing like a top 10 running back and you have Juju and now you had this dude Chase Claypool who goes off last week. You still got Deontay Johnson and James Washington on on the wide receiver front. And then on defense, they're they're still stopping guys on defense. They still are they're getting they get good pressure on the quarterback. They stop the run pretty good. So, I will take the complete team and I'll take the Steelers, but my must start of the week has got to be, has got to be Juju Smith-Schuster because I'm expecting Claypool to have a pretty good game, but this, I think they go back to Juju this week, and I I think that he has a even better game 
than Claypool does this week. Not not last week with the 40 yeah. points, but I think he is the number one wide receiver this week on, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I've been back and forth on this game all the last couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. So I was going to pick the Browns, and I was going to pick the Steelers, and then I heard OBJ is ill, and that's a big deal. And, you know, my, my it comes down to this, right? Mm-hmm. If, the, if, if OBJ is healthy and plays, and the Browns can run the ball and control the clock, the Browns have a very good chance of winning this game. But if they try to get into a shootout with the Steelers, they will lose mm-hmm. because their defense, like you said, is not as good. Um, you know, the Steelers had a little trouble with Miles Sanders. I don't know why this, why Philly went away from handing him the ball. Yeah, you know, because he was he was kind of getting some pretty decent runs on him. Um, but but the reason they're the most complete team is they struggled. They allowed Fulgham to have ten for one fifty one, and Sanders with two two big touchdowns, and they still won the game. Yeah. So it's not like they're. They're not like the Bears where they have to but, rely on their defense, and if the defense doesn't show up, they're screwed. Agreed. But the Browns have been playing great. Mm-hmm. Great. The last three I, weeks— I think it's a close been, game, but I think the Steelers close. come out on top. Yeah, I, I'm going to go—I'm going to go with the Steelers, too, but mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm a little hesitant to lay three and a half points. All right. Uh, next game, Chicago versus Carolina. Another good one. Yeah. I— and I rode Chicago last week. You did. Uh, they you pulled, shouldn't have won. They pulled out of that. You shouldn't have won. But nope. against the Buccaneers. God. But Carolina. Tom Brady, there's only four downs. You got to know when they are. Carolina. I mean. I can't figure this team out. I, every week. We how, just are they play, how are they playing better without Christian McCaffrey? And, and McCaffrey is, did not practice this week. He will be out once again. Why would you look, bring him back? You got Big Fatty. Big Fatty's doing everything. Right. Mike, we've talked about Mike Williams. We talked Mike about or Mike Davis. We talked about Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about Robbie Anderson. These are all guys we've talked about and are our mainstream guys that, you know, it shouldn't even be a question of are you playing them. But they play a defense who's been very good. Uh the Bears have been ride or die on their defense. The defense yep. steps up and keeps the other team under twenty points, they got a shot to win. If it's over twenty points, they Nick Foles has got to play you know, Super Bowl Nick Foles level for them to have a chance. Nick Foles needs to throw the ball to someone besides Allen Robinson. Oh, he does? Well, right here. My start of the week. The most underrated player in all of fantasy this year. Nobody's talking about him. He has not been I've never I've not heard him once. I don't know why myself am not going after him to get him. Please tell me you're not talking about Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham <laughs> is having his best season since he was on the Saints. From I a mean, touchdown perspective, not from a catches perspective. He only has 17 catches on the year. Right, but but for, for a, a red zone tight end, 17 for 170 and four touchdowns already? Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's you're right. He's having a good he's having a good year. And it's nice to see him. Look, like, Ro- Robinson's got 35. That's the number one target on the team. But next is Miller with 13 catches, Mooney with 15, Montgomery out of the backfield with 16, right. and then there's no one else. This guy's the, the second leading wide receiver on the team, and when when Robinson when they finally figure out to double team Robinson and lower him, Jimmy Graham somebody has else been needs, playing great. Yes, but was, somebody else needs to catch more than three passes a game. Right, but I have been questioning the signing for a couple months up up until the season yeah, because they had done. so many tight ends, and I thought Komet would come in and they would utilize him more. But didn't you get Cole Komet's rookie card and got all excited? I did. And it, how many catches do you have on a year? He has one catch. One on catch. Game. But I like the Bears. I think that the Bears defense gets it done. I think Mike Davis gets 
neutralized this week a little bit and and Teddy kind of struggles and and I think the Bears get the win and they go to 5 and 1 somehow. Nope. Ah uh, god, I don't know. Uh it's such a toss up. I mean the Bears are overrated. The Panthers are playing better than they should. I'm going to go Pick a team, pick a team. I'm going to pick Carolina just because they're home and they're riding a nice little wave here. And I just think that the Bears offense stinks. So I'm going to go Carolina. And for me, the player to watch out for this week, DJ Moore. I think he's going to have a breakout game. He started to get some targets last week. I think Teddy Bridgewater will start throwing the ball. He's not going to throw the ball to Robbie Anderson every game. So this is the week I think he throws to DJ. All right. Uh, Lions, Jaguars. Lions, the Lions Jaguars. Are back. Lions are back after a, God, a quick it f- buy. Feels like they've been, they haven't played in weeks. I feel like we haven't talked about them being up 14 points and then losing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Wayne. I think that that if they lose to the Jaguars, something is wrong and something needs to happen with the organization because the Jaguars. What what. The Jaguars I, are bad. They're, they're a they're, bad they're team. They're not that bad. No, they are pretty okay, bad. Let, let, let's just discuss it real quick, okay? Mm-hmm. On offense, Minshew's played great, right? You have the three-headed monster of DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, and uh Oh, and the Shabar. three-headed monster, right? My guy, DJ Chark, who I've gone crazy about, puts up a goose egg five last week. <laughs> That's not it's, a goose egg if it's a five. Okay, well, he, he laid an egg and it cracked a little. Okay. Is that better? But... All right, but collectively, I think the three of them have like 600 yards. They have like 200 each. Right. So he's spreading the ball around. James Robinson hasn't been bad on offense, and their defense has been decent. They just got a million, you know, people who are hurt. You know, C.J. Henderson got hurt last week. So I, I don't think they're as bad as you make them out to. Be. No, they're they're a bad football team. But the Lions, <laughs> the Lions are just unlucky. The Lions come out of a bye, and you've got Galladay, Jones, Amendola, healthy. Yep. You've got Swift, Carryon Johnson, healthy. And, and Adrian Peterson. You got and Adrian Peterson healthy. You got you Stafford, Stafford healthy. You got an offensive line that's healthy. And you got your defense with hopefully Trufant's back. And you've got your rookie in Okuda. And you you've got a team. This is you've got the full team. Yep. You're going against the Jaguars. It's a yep. must win game for the Lions. I'll take the Lions. And my must start of the week. And you're seeing a theme here. Okay. With tight ends. Yes. And I'm going Hawkinson. Wow. Uh, I've got I've he's he's been kind of sitting on my bench in one of my leagues and Waller on a bye and I'm going with 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 Hawkinson unless I can you know make a trade with Jimmy Graham or <laughs> Ertz but I'm riding with Hawkinson this week. The targets have been there. They haven't been able to connect on many passes, but red zone wise, he the targets have been there and I like the Lions and I I expect a big game from Hawkinson. Um, I'm saying yes. I'm picking the Lions too. I think the Lions win this game. But I like DeAndre Swift. I think he kind of was showing. He had a really good game before the bot, the the whatever buy you want to call it. Um, both catching the ball and running the ball. I think he's going to start getting some more carries. I think he's going to start becoming the guy in the backfield. Um, I like Swift a lot. All right, uh, Jets, Dolphins. Can we talk a second? The Dolphins are going to be 500. Okay, because obviously that means I'm picking them right. to win. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna they're win the game. They're going to be three and three. I'm not surprised. You're not. I'm really not surprised because I think they have a good team. I really think they have a good team. Okay. And I said at the beginning that they would, the Bills would win this division, and they would be pretty damn close with the Patriots around eight and eight and nine and seven. I really believe that. They're on their way. The Dolphins 
have a very good defense. Mm-hmm. They have a very good defense, and they showed that against they. they Garoppolo got benched for crying out loud last week. It's unbelievable! What they did to San Fran last week is incredible. But now on the offense, when if the Dolphins put up forty points week in and week out, we have a problem because it's a very good defense. And now the offense was the problem. Fitzpatrick, as we said, does not have two good games in a row. Nope. So he had a great game last week. Does he come out against the Jets and have a bad game and, and make Im- this one close? Impossible. Impossible for him not to have a great game. But he has he played great last week. Jarvis, uh, not Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker yeah. has woken Preston up. Preston Williams. Preston Williams is back after promising year last year, and then he tore his ACL, yep. and now he's showing out. Miles Gaskin looked decent. Gaskins is is filling into an RB2 spot. Yeah. The team's got weapons. The Dolphins are a very underrated team, and they'll they'll win easily against the Jets. So listen to this craziness, okay? In the next seven weeks, they play the Jets twice, Mm -hmm. Denver, Cincinnati, the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Rams. This this team could be decent. Now, they end with Casey, New England, Las Vegas, and Buffalo. So they got to win now. So it might be 8-4 and and then 8-8 at the end of the season. Yeah, but I I like the Dolphins, too, in Mm -hmm. in a runaway. And watch this Preston Williams, man. He's he's getting open. The only player that I kind of am intrigued is is Crowder. Uh, It's the only player in the Jets you can play. But he just gets – I feel like he gets the ball a lot. Yeah, you have to play him. Right. But that's he gets, it. He There's gets nobody the ball, else. He gets the ball a lot. And, and with, with Flacco in again, it, it's, I mean, this. I just, Flacco is very, it, it was tough to watch the game with Flacco in there. Flacco should have retired. How is he on How is he on a team? I he, don't know how he's on a team. He should have retired. Yeah. But Crowder's intriguing option. I mean, you know, Hogan and Berrios don't do it for me. And stay away from Gore. Stay away from oh, P. Ryan. Yeah. No, I, I'm staying away. I was, I was, I'm desperate at running back in, in one of my leagues. I was looking at Gore, and I'm sitting there last night, and I was like, you can't. I can't do it. You can't do I can't do it. it. No. I would rather play, like, Tony Pollard. Right. All right, let's go to the Packers and Buccaneers. Well, that's another good game. Yeah, good game. Yep. Uh, give me the Packers. Right <laughs> off the bat. Jesus. Give me the Packers. Okay. The Bucks. again, struggled last week against a great defense. Green Bay with a very underrated defense. And Aaron Rodgers is the dark horse MVP right now. He really is. Behind Allen, behind Mahomes, you know, behind Russell Wilson, he is the dark horse MVP. He's playing better than or as good as he has in his career. He is Aaron Jones is a beast on the on the beast. running back side. They're winning games without Devontae Adams, and now he's back this week, hopefully. Yep. And now you get Devontae Adams back. You have Valdez Scantling. And you've got your defense together. Jahir Alexander is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that the Buccaneers, with the injuries on the on the offensive end, I believe they get some of their guys back, but I, I think the Packers I think the Packers win this one. The Packers are averaging four hundred and fifty four yards a game. Mm. That's insane. Three hundred and three through the air, a hundred and fifty one on the ground. This is a team that nobody has stopped through four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, they only played four games. So, um, and you said, the, and like you said, the defense is playing much better. You know, they're ninth overall in points against. They're number one in points per game. That's a great recipe for going 13-3 and three right, or 14-2. You're, you're seeing two. a trend with these offenses. The offenses that are good offenses, but you're not expecting to be 
elite like Chiefs and Cowboys offenses yep. that are playing elite offenses, and then the defense is playing well. There's your recipe for four and zero, and I they're gonna they are going to hand it to to Tampa Bay. Totally agree. Uh, Los Angeles Rams against the 49ers. The 49ers. The 49ers and the I am hitting two teams, the 49ers and the Dolphins, because the Dolphins look damn good. They were my sleeper team. And yep. the 49ers, I said, would finish last in this division, and they are on pace to, to do that. This team is just not that good. They're, and they're, it, they're, it, they're losing their swagger. It helps that their top two defensive players are out, but offensively, Garoppolo looks bad. He looks, he looks pretty bad. They don't have – they just don't have the weapon. Mostert – had a good game, but they lost by 30 points. McKinnon didn't see the field. And then didn't, on the, he have, didn't he have three rushes? On the, he might have had three. The receiving end, Kittle goes off for almost 150 yards against the Eagles. Non-existent. Where, where is he this week? It just seemed they were off. I mean, oh, they were really off against uh, the Dolphins. Th- this, this team, San Fran, looks to me like the 20... 18 Cowboys, the year that they went into the the season with Gallup and uh, the Alan Hearns mm-hmm. as their wide receiver, and they went into the year feeling good, and that's what I see here: Ke- uh, Bourne, Ayuk, Reed, uh, Debo Samuel, some some good players, but not any by oh, means top notch wide receivers. Yep. And then they went in the trade deadline. They're like, we can't do this anymore. We we cannot go into games. And we got to be competitive and trade for a wide receiver, and they traded for Amari Cooper. This is a team that needs an Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure this the wide a, receiver that they can get in the market. This is a team that should never have let Emmanuel Sanders go. No, definitely not. They they are they need Emmanuel Sanders, that veteran guy that can run all the routes, yep. can play slot, can play outside, and they're missing him right now. They lost their best weapon, and, and it's showing because – when Kittle is unavailable, they are not able to move the ball. Debo Samuel needs to wake up. Yeah. Like he he's the guy that was supposed to be that guy and take that next step, and he has not so far. I'll take I, the, Rams I like the Rams for sure. Rams are playing way too well. Way too well. And Daryl Henderson is still my go-to guy. I, yeah. I love that running back. Yeah. I like Henderson. I like I like Malcolm Brown and Henderson this week. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're struggling at running back for, for either of these guys. Um two Monday night games. We'll start with Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs and Bills. I love this game. Very good game. The yep. Bills have are... to come back. Like from whatever that was on that last week when they were just shell shocked by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You, the Bills at home will come back. Both, play both teams coming off disappointing losses. Yep. Uh, who do you who do you like to rebound? You like the Bills to rebound? So, I do. I, I think this. I, I think Josh Allen just had a bad game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's entitled. He was having an MVP type of year, and then he just had a bad game. I think he will be very up for the Patrick Mahomes challenge. Mm-hmm. I think at home, I think they'll get back to running with Singletary. Stefan Diggs every week puts up a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. He's having a monster, monster year, and I don't think that that's going to stop. <coughs> Casey, I they got to get back to running with Hilaire. Or, or if they're going to play, I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is going to play. But, you know, this whole idea that they don't need to be a balanced team, I think they showed in the beginning of the year when they were balanced, they were killing teams. Yeah. When Patrick Mahomes goes through and throws 50 times a game, they ain't so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's, this, this game is as easy for me to pick as any. You have the Chiefs coming in, struggling um, defensively, but playing a Raiders team that had speed on the outside and had a running back that... 
they had guys that can really take it to them. Now you have, I look at the, the schedule for the Bills so far, and they allowed a 28 to Miami, 32 to the Rams, 23 to the Raiders, and then 42 in a blowout to the Tennessee Titans. And they the defense looked absolutely fooled, absolutely just not expecting anything that the that the the, the Titans were going to run. Yep. And I think that, that says it all for me. You're, you're going into the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes doesn't lose a lot. He no. doesn't lose a lot. And now you're coming in with Mahomes and Andy Reid putting a game plan together against a defense that looked lost last week. And I believe that continues. And I believe the Chiefs get the win. And, and Good. Well, we'll have something that one of us will be on wrong and yeah. one of us will be right. And my must start with Sammy Watkins out yeah. goes right back to Miko Hardman for but this week. I been saying that for weeks no but but now you have him he's the second wide receiver in there and i think he can you know talk about this defense not not playing very well with with white banged up on the outside and and now you know the third cornerback's going to be on him it, he should have a a, a nice week kind of like a henry ruggs week yep. maybe like he had last week with the two for 108 and a touchdown get you an easy 20 points with two catches there my prediction is josh allen bounces back with a monster game uh, last game, Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Whew. And now we can actually save this for last because it will be the last game of the week. That's true. Woo! I'm a little nervous. Is that, I, am I, I right to be nervous? Yeah. Nervous is, is, is one word. I'm kind of intrigued to see what, what happens. I believe that the offense is set up for the Cowboys to succeed with anyone at quarterback. That is, takes nothing away from this game. Would I'd be a lot more confident with Dak in that quarterback. But... But now that Andy's practiced all week with the first team, right? Practice all week, and I have a I am I have a backup quarterback who's made it to the playoffs, you know, five straight years, has thrown for over forty thousand yards, has had playoff experience, has had fourteen seasons of and, an experience, and, and has a shitload of weapons. Correct, correct. I just it, and it also makes me a little more confident. Chandler Jones is out for the game, yes, and is huge, out for the year. That, huge. That is. Chandler Jones is a top three defensive player. Whether you want to, you know, discuss mm-hmm. top who's who's in the top three, but he is he's got to be in the top three of defensive players, and that's a huge loss yep. on that end. They still got Patrick Peterson. They still got Buda Baker at safety, but I think I think this game comes down to, to running the football. You have you have your backup quarterback in there, and you have Zeke. Take Chandler Jones out of the box, and and it should be a hundred yards for Zeke for the night. And I believe that the Cowboys can reach hundred yards with Zeke set up the play action, that they can win this game. Kenyon Drake has been disappointing. Very disappointing. They've gone to Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds has been out of the backfield catching the ball. Yep. So I believe that that, that one of these teams is going to have to run the football better than the other, and I think that that team wins the game. And I think that I think that Zeke has a monster game this week. Okay. So a couple things. Number one, Kyler Murray scares the crap out of me, mm. you know, with his athleticism. The one thing that gives me comfort is Leighton Van Der Esch is supposed to be back this week. Mm. I don't think Jalen Smith by himself shadowing uh, Murray can handle it all by himself. But having Leighton back and Jalen makes me it's, a little bit more confident. It's a big addition because now Jalen Smith doesn't have to cover and spy. Now yes. you get your cover linebacker back in yep. Leighton Van Der Esch and you have Jalen Smith. run. All you are on Kyler Murray. Yep. Use your speed, track him down, and and and... 
for some stops. The the big thing on defense is, you know, you got to stop DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he is the number one wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. He's leading the league in receptions. He's up there in yards. He's up there, you know, in everything. So mm-hmm. you got to stop him number one. Do you know who the number two wide receiver is in the league right now? In receptions and yards. CeeDee Lamb. No. Amari Cooper. Wow. Amari Cooper. <laughs> was the most shocking thing I saw today. Amari Cooper, who we feel every week is like non-existent or hanging out on the sideline with a toe, you know, uh, injury, injury or, or I'm tired, has 37 catches, 400 yards, and is second in both categories. I was actually shocked to see that. Yeah. The point is that you have Gallup, you have C.D. Lamb, and you have uh, Amari second Cooper. Second wide receiver in the league in terms of stats. Right. So Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker can only cover two of them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be open. Yeah, I think that I think that this offense is in a position for Andy Dalton to succeed and for Zeke to to succeed with the matchup this week. I'll put a score out there. I'll go 31-24 Cowboys. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I um I also agree the Cowboys are going to win. I think it's going to be more like 35-21. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm intrigued to watch. I'm yeah. not going to this game with any nervousness, whatever. Look, it, it'll it'll be cool. Andy Dalton seeing Andy Dalton play a full game, and I think that the game plan is going to be a little different. Maybe that benefits the team. Who knows? It, it could be if it could be quite interesting situation to watch. If we're down by double digits at any point in this game, though, please stop me from throwing anything. No, but at the th- TV. but that is a it's a good point because Andy Dalton's not leading you back from seventeen down. Correct, and the defense plays so much better when we're ahead. So let's get ahead by two scores and then play the kind of defense we want to play. It is the recipe to success. Let's have a good week, buddy. All right. And can you do something with your hair? No. Okay, thanks. That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials. On Especially on TikTok, I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment, on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to a thousand followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal Podcast. Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search up the Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ-Teal to get to all the external links.